Game Boys. Well, hello, everyone. It's it's us, and we're recording in the same place. It's us. It's all three of us back at the uh, the Socialist Dojo. Uh, welcome uh, to Game Boys. Welcome to the Socialist Dojo, which is my house. How are the levels? Levels look good. You know, we have we all have our hands. Henry over here, he's got his hands right 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 on the table. He wants to make sure no one thinks he has a gun. Yeah. Or or that one knife that's on the table. Let's all keep our yeah, the knife is over here and I I was gonna move it away, but then because it was so it's one of those knives that's just so sharp when you look at it. Right. Yeah, that one looks th- that uh, that it, it, floral pattern knife. It's looks... floral pattern, but it's it's hiding in plain. Why why are they dressing it up like that? Because that's dangerous. That's true. It's to make it more kid friendly. Yeah. Why are they making knives kid friendly? It's a kid friendly knife. I bet it tastes like bubble gum. I do, I'm sure it does. <laughs> I think the kid friendly approach is to get kids to play more with knives and less with guns. Right. Right, because that kid because shot his teacher. Because the teacher, right. And her big quote was, I wish I'd been stabbed. Yeah. She's like, this, <laughs> she said, this feels bad. I wish I'd been stabbed instead. Right. Because, and to a certain extent, we are, uh, shoot or stab? Me? Let's all, let's, all, let's all go around. Oh, shoot. Yeah, a shot. Right. Definitely. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Lady, you you got the good end of the stick. All right. And the, welcome to Game Boys, the show where Griffin mansplains to a shooting victim why she should feel good about it and what it's like to get stabbed. The, all of the pro, all the proceeds uh, from all the monetization from this episode will be going uh, to that lady. I thought you were going to go to Haley. Okay. <laughs> well, they're going to a lady. That's true. Uh, and as far as we know, a lady who hasn't been stabbed by a child. So but, in a lot of ways, very similar. Yeah, Haley does the stabbing. Um, thank you, Haley. Uh, and of course, we're joined. We're joined here. We're, we're all. We're in the same room. First of all. Yeah. First of all, we're all in the same room in my house. Uh, and we're joined by Henry. Hello. Yeah. It's Henry, Henry, have you been on the show before? No, this is my first time on the show. Incredible. Whoa. Incredible. And well, you're, you're you're performing really well right now. We, you know, we, we know you have no weapons on you, and that's a plus, I would say. I think you know. I just hope my makeup doesn't run off my face before the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're getting you got hit. you got in character, which is pretty impressive for yeah. an entirely audio show. Yeah, it's sort of a sad clown. It's a sure shirt says, but Doctor, I am Pagliacci. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you're also in a doctor's outfit, though, so it's a lot of things It's, it's sort of like that, but Pagliacci and the doctor reverse joke, but oh. also the original joke at the same yeah. time. It's very confusing. Yeah, but but doctor, I am the Joker nurse outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Just the clothes. We, we all remember that. Just the clothes. Man, I remember can't remember, that, remember when the Joker nurse outfit swept the nation. Could you imagine if the Joker wore a nurse outfit in 2023? I, th- I think that really did something to... To the to the culture. Do you think that's that where all this like transphobic shit comes from? Is people are like, they could be the Joker. Oh, they're worried. They're worried that it could be a. a they're, they're, it's like a Batman villain thing. Yeah, yeah. We just need to see more people in dresses. We haven't seen enough. Yeah, we need to get more people in dresses so that the percentage chance that a person dresses the Joker gets lower. Yeah. Why? Because it's sort of if everyone is the Joker nurse, then no well, one so is. Right now, right now, it's like you know. One out of X number is the Joker. Okay. But if we get that X number bigger, the percentage-wise threat decreases proportionally. Yeah, that's how you cure Jokerfication. You just go 10,000% into it. You want to normalize it, essentially. Yeah. If one out of 10 people is the Joker, it's a lot 10, of 10% of people is the Joker, 
But if one out of a million people is the Joker, yeah. it's a much smaller percentage. I don't like hospitals anyway. So if there's a bunch of nurse Jokers just blowing hospitals up and walking away, I think that's great. I think hospitals, I mean, a lot of the people that work in them are great. Okay, go on. They need to get out of the buildings. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I just hate buildings. Yeah, I'm going to take a brave position and say, I like hospitals. What if we built? What about the place? Whoever runs the hospitals, whatever building they're in, it's not the hospital building. There we go. Yeah, go to a private equity firm. They're in a separate building, and we're going to find that one. It's more of a fight club ending building. Yeah, it's way more because it's all private equity firms. Shouts out to uh, the homie Tim Faust who's trying to write another book about that. How do you all feel about clinics operating out of strip malls? That's good. If I can get my blood drawn and also go see about getting an above-ground jacuzzi installed mm-hmm, yeah. on the same trip, I'm feeling it. Yeah. That's what we love. I want um, I want someone to carve into my flesh, and then I want to go to a hookah lounge, and I want that to be in the same parking lot. Yeah. I don't, if I have to get in my car between those two things, I'm not going to the hookah lounge. It's very cyberpunk in that way, you know? Oh, yeah. The... The parking lots. And that really is all Austin is here. We're, we're here. We're live in Austin, Texas. Yeah, Perfect segue. Yeah. From the frigid, frozen, failed state of Texas. It sucks here. I was it's expecting to have a great up. time. I was expecting to have a great time. I'm having a terrible time. I, the last hour or two have actually been pretty good. Um, but yeah, I I got delayed in Jacksonville all day. Didn't get any shrimp. Um, no shrimp. All the places closed at 6.30. Um, and then I, like, yeah, I made it to Austin and then all the power went out. Uh, I, I did get to watch Fox News in a motel room, though. That and that's was... sort of something we're all kind of aiming for. Yeah. So, obviously, people people know, tales all this time, people say that you and when you go to a hotel room, you watch Shark Tank. Because, you know, Shark Tank is just, uh, as, as the kids say, it hits different. Um, but in a motel room, where only two channels work, and one of them is Fox News... It, it does hit different. Yeah, I bet. It was good. It was like exactly what I needed. It was Jesse Waters just just saying crazy shit. It's the way Tucker wants you to watch it. T- yeah, watching Tucker live. Tucker interviewed a dog. <laughs> Damn, Tucker live hit different though, for <laughs> like, real. That's crazy. Tucker was like, and now we have retired like Iraq veteran, like the Billy the dog, who is like... You know, been in like 365 like active <laughs> combat Christ. situations. I was like, that dog's definitely eating kids. Hell yeah, good for uh, that dog. But the dog, yeah, had, like had an interview, and Tucker was like really nice to the dog. It was a great interview. That's good. Yeah. I, I wonder if that dog was on that list. There was like a very short period of time that early 2000s where animal rights activists were demanding that the government classify all of the animals in the army as technically people. Right. Um, so they'd have rights. Sure. Um, I'm I, wonder, that. I wonder if that dog was on that list. I think, yeah. Well, I think once you once you get enough notches on your belt, you know, you, he was awarded, like, a, whatever the, the purple medal for dogs is or whatever. Uh, the uh, purple bone. Yeah. The, arf, arf. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> the dogs, because dogs love bones. Hey, hearts. You gotta, you gotta wonder what he thinks is going on at all. That dog, yeah. I mean, it, that dog's probably got a lot of treats that day. If a dog operates a drone strike, is it ethical? If they're being a really silly guy about it? Yeah. Oh, splooted a heckin' hospital. <laughs> got, the, got the zoomies and fucking yeah, yeah. blew up a heckin' <laughs> wedding in, in, in Mosul. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's a cool thing to imagine the world looking like. 
I don't know. I think the thing is, is that that one of the reasons dogs are so pure is they just wouldn't have the attention span for that. That's a job for a cat, you know. Oh my god. Yeah, I could absolutely the. I mean, not this cat. This cat's too dumb. The cat that is in our house. No, yeah. This, um, but, this, like, yeah. cats is cat danger. I could absolutely imagine, like, right in front of a computer just being like, bah! Yeah. Yeah, I think cats have more of a reason to uh, commit violence against doctors without borders. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Sure, they hate getting spayed and or neutered. Mm-hmm. And they're really, they care about the border. Yeah, cats are, <laughs> cats are a hard line national. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen the Sandman episode about cats. Even though most of them, you know, live in fucking North Dakota, you know, so not not too close to the border. Anyways, uh, guys, th- that was politics. Unless there's, is there, any, is there any, anything else? Oh, no, we spent an hour talking about politics. I don't know if there's anything for, we, we got, haven't We got it about. all out before. We did Documania last week. Documania, classified docs. Uh, they're on the loose. They're on the loose. What is there, is there, what's what are people talking about right now? Are people? Oh yeah, J.K. Rowling is still being crazy. J.K. Rowling is going for it. She's it's it's so Jover for for J.K. Rowling. She's gone mask off. I mean, not like she wasn't before, but she really is like fully just like I believe what I believe, and it's good that I believe it. And anyone who says it's bad is a bad person, probably a rapist. She's she's using the hard R a lot. Yeah. Rowling. I feel like America gave up on the bathroom stuff to a certain extent, but like over in the UK, they're all they're all about the bathroom stuff. Yeah, well I mean here you at least you're getting at least Well they oh. no they here it's still bad, but they moved on from bathrooms to like schools and kids, I guess. Right, well that's what I was gonna like, say is like here, they've they even like I think one of the fucking like Chris Rufo or those people said this, they were like it was Kirk Schilling who was like, yeah, we tried the bathroom thing and didn't really catch on. People weren't that worried about it. So then we started talking about schools and now, now it's going on. Yeah, uh, I heard the bathroom thing was more of a midterm marketing strategy. I yeah. think JK just, you know, whole believes it and has the time and energy to commit to it. JK's like yeah. a true believer. Like, she's not in on the grift. Yeah, right? yeah, man. I keep going back to that chamber of secrets. It's all about bathroom politics. You know, I mean that's uh, true. There's, the, I think there's, I think it's a rich text, but I, but I, I think it might be, I think it might refute a lot of her, her things if we study it close enough. Who is is Moni Myrtle a turf? Probably, maybe. Does she What's kick that? trans women out of the Hogwarts bathrooms? Does Hogwarts have Hagrid? Mm. To actually, Moni Myrtle gets pretty mad about their boys being in the girls' bathroom. Right. Although she does eventually let it happen. Yeah, it seems like, very yeah. essentialist about gender. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh... You can't be you... in here! And then they're like, come on, shut up, you're a ghost. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Well, Moni Myrtle, you have been called out by the Game Boys. Yeah, I can't and, wait to see that no tap apology, Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that twit longer um, better really hit all the right notes. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? Speaking of twit longer... Is we haven't talked about that guy. Oh no! The deepfake player. Oh god! <laughs> oh no! That I think our friend House from House of Decline uh, said it best that 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 video watching that video was the closest that like you can feel to like becoming hollowed in Dark Souls. Like you be you can like are you like grow frenzied madness every second you watch that video and you will. Want to become the uh, Lord of Cinders by the end of Somehow, it. Somehow, I. So on Wednesdays, 
uh, we should probably explain what, what happened. Yeah, so so there is a streamer. What, what was his stream name? Like, I don't even know. care. There was a streamer. That's how brave I am. Doesn't matter who it was, who uh, made a huge, a, a legitimate infosec mistake that <laughs> the consequence of which was very funny. Wait, which part was legitimate? So, let's have a take. So the infosec mistake is that he was streaming his whole monitor. Oh. He wasn't streaming a specific window. I always I would do that a lot, and people would see my files. Yeah, and so that's basically what happened: is he was streaming his whole monitor, and then when he tabbed over, if it's not on, you gotta hit. Oh, it's on. Cool. Um, if you uh, he's tabbed over, and then you could see his other tabs that were open, including a tab that went to a subscription-based deepfake porno website. But I think it was just an ad for it. Right? No, no, no. It was the way he went to the way he was on the website. Right, but you can click on it without subscribing. It's like the it's, it's yeah. Like, I think he did subscribe. Is the thing? Do we have do we have confirmation he subscribed? Because well, he watched. He said he watched the porn. Yeah, and I don't think you can watch the porn unless you subscribe. Yeah, you can't just hang out on the landing page. Yeah, and he did. I mean, you could. But I he, mean, that's always an option. But he did. I think he said he watched the porn. So you got to assume he subscribed. Yeah, sure. Um, and so this in and of itself, watching deep fake porn celebrities is already kind of fucked up because it's a wild intrusion on their personal privacy and all this. Um, it's extra weird because he was watching deepfake porn of streamers with whom he is personal friends. Um, and that's really weird to do. Yeah, they were all upset about that. I feel like if streamers, like, they're not even people. They don't have friends. Why are yeah. they all surprised? They're, 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 they're all little evil monsters, right? Right. Well, as, as our friend Rory would say, uh, this person and all the people involved in the story are, are uh, cyber tulpas created by <laughs> fucking our terrible society. And that they're literally demons and everyone who cares about this shit is just making them stronger. Um, so fuck us and fuck you too is the Rory position. Um, that's yeah. why we love them. Yeah, I thought they were all planning to kill each other at some point. Hopefully so. Um, so this happened, um, and then this guy gave a tearful okay. and weird on apology. On camera apology. A few things. That we should just play the audio for a first. Yeah. Second. So, so here's the thing: uh, is I watched this with uh, I watched this in chat of uh, Hunter and the Wiz on Twitch.tv/slash Wiz World Live on Wednesday morning. Hey, don't, uh, don't pluck someone else's show. They're two people who are regular guests. <laughs> um, and Wiz World Live will not come on this show. No, no he's, he's welcome to. <laughs> I dare him to do it. I dare him to do it. But um, I was watching their stream and hanging out with them, and they watched the whole apology, not just the clip that you see on, on it. Oh, God. And That's... it's brutal. All right, here it is. ...behavior where I really want, especially women on Twitch, to feel safer. Like, I... Uh, we call fucking booba spam cringe. We don't do that there. I've never made like a fucking weird, I don't know, seat sniffing joke. I've never done anything like that. I've never done anything like that. This, all, this is all gobbledygook to me. Like, there's there's so many problems with this apology. First booba of all, spam. First of all, I say the words booba spam. On cam, side angle. You can't do an apology from the side cam angle. Also... We simply must flag the blurry wife. Yeah, of course. That was gonna get to the the elephant in the room. Yeah, there's a there's a wife that is in DSLR out of focus. Yeah, uh, because she's but she's crying in the back, and, and you, you gotta wonder. She wants to be there. Unclear. She talks during the longer version. She does, but why? And, she would. She's not. Why would she be there? She she wants to be in the clip. I think she like wants to be there in the sense of like she doesn't want her husband to be like 
totally fucking roasted. If you're crying and your relationship is falling apart and you're putting yourself on camera, aren't you, like, monetized uh, to a certain extent? Like, aren't you still, like, in a certain extent, like, doing your career? Well, she's not a streamer or anything. She's not a streamer? She's a cosplay girlfriend. No, because she's on the internet. She wants yeah. followers. Like, I'm not saying that she, like, wants Also, shouts out to cosplay girlfriends. But, but it's just, like, you gotta say, like, isn't what are we doing here? You're breaking up on camera. You, Let's not forget that. The the best line, the whole apology is not in this clip. Yeah. Um, but we should play it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the best line. Behavior in the chat. We banned it on site, and uh, and like I've done this consistently over and over and over, and then fucking at two a.m. Oh, you know, I've been, I've been watching too. so much fucking. I've been reading so much fucking AI stuff. I'm reading all this fucking stuff about AI and. But I, he's way he went from I've been watching to reading. Yeah. I just I was just really talking to the AI and it was looking good. I had to. Music, art, and everything, and I'm in these fucking discords, and I was. It feels so embarrassing. Why are you? Do, yeah, you don't have to do this. Yeah, why? Yeah, why are we doing any of this? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Because why are they doing this? Because we talked about online culture. Unfortunately, this is online culture. Uh, you did miss the part where he goes, "I was just, I was on Pornhub, a regular fucking website." Oh, which is so funny. Which, oh, and right, where he's, he's, he's right to say it. And later in the video, my favorite part of it, uh, this part fucking. Like, as the kids would say, sent me. Like, I lost my mind. That was so funny. Uh, he goes, he goes, and I'm about to go to Japan. And so I wanted to make this, I wanted to apologize now. And it, the the implication being that, like, I don't want to take the bad vibes of me watching deep fake pornography of my friends with me to Japan. I want to leave those bad vibes at home. And it's just like, man, if you think the worst thing about this is you getting to go, you, you going on vacation, it's, Insane. It almost it's childlike in a sense where it's like, oh, maybe he is too. He is not a shark, but he's a simple a simple man. Because why would anyone do this? It truly seems like he. You would just write a twit longer or like a tweet apology or whatever. Like these like on camera apologies just like blow my mind. Well, and it's especially bad because he doesn't even seem to understand in this apology what he's apologizing for. Yeah. Like later, there's a written post where he's like. I participated in a system that's exploitative of women and da 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 yeah. and like that's a violation of privacy but there's none of that shit in the on camera in the on camera interview there's nothing about like how it would have hurt the women involved it how, feels like, like I'm watching like a child abuse but he's an adult man yeah and that's <laughs> a weird way to feel and honestly that's sort of like the defining feeling of just sort of the internet <laughs> um, but yeah that uh, okay, that, I don't know. That really just feels like this—the top of like, he did a bad thing and he should apologize for it because it was a bad thing and he got caught. But also like, the fact that he's apologizing with clearly, sorry, with clearly no idea about why the thing he did was bad or like what it means in the broader sense scheme of things makes it feel so weird. So I can't. I so I can't make a deep fake porn of you. Well, no, because you're asking for permission. I say yes. Oh, okay, great. All right, well, we got that on record. But we know that... So it's a consent thing. Yeah, let's talk deep fakes for a second, because it seems like that's going to start being a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it is, like, a consent and privacy thing, largely. Like, Yeah, yeah most... But, like, it's so weird, because then it's like, where do you start drawing the line? Because it's like, 
what if someone just like draws a picture of you that's like fairly accurate like at what line does it become is it is it the ai part that's I the bad part to me is it's it the, to is me it's the realism part and like is it the fact that once it gets to like a certain level of realism then there is like that's when it's like oh it's like it's almost like you like stole a nude from me or something yeah. but like what if i like was like oh henry like i just drew you like on a piece of paper as a stick figure with like your big titties out. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. To me, it's right. It, and I got, me, con- and I got me, consent for that too. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's that's a what matter. this all was about. <laughs> jumps out the back door. <laughs> to me, it's a matter of like end use. As far as like, are you using this for profit? Are you trying to like, in an exploitive or non-consensual way, like get one up or in a like? It's credit and profit and kind of like the end use of like, are you cheating labor uh, or? Yeah. So it's like, right. are you saying it's like case by case basis? Like, yeah, yeah. Because like, like, you, like you, can, you can deep fake some people and have it be like moral. Because I don't know about moral, but like, so one thing I'm thinking of is like, I think it'd be very interesting for a filmmaker to feed a script to a AI and like work with that to like make something, uh, you know, interesting, personal. It would be kind of like, you know, the robot and person have working in tangent. Uh, I'm not so much big on studios doing that so they don't have to pay screenwriters and guilds and directors and craftsmen and all I'm that. I'm talking mainly about, there's a lot of different angles, but the specific of using someone's likeness. See, so, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's it's similar to what Henry's saying, that like, A, there's this consent question, right? Like you, like rendering someone sexually on the internet, like is a consent and a privacy question and, and like a violation. Secondly, let's say it not even is sexual. Let's say it's just doing something that you wouldn't want to be seen well, do so i think i still think it's the same thing or not the same thing i think the sexual there's the sexual element is like its own type of privacy right. violation that, yeah. that's fucked up but it also is a secondary component where it is these people work and like make things like pokemon streams for hours every day and like builds a brand and what you're doing is taking is like creating a false version of that person um no, no, yeah, I know that stuff is and, bad, but and like, then making money off of but it. But my question wasn't like I know that stuff's bad. That, right. that but I mean, like in any iteration that plays into that framework, I think is like where you can bright line be but, like this is fucking. I but, think, no, but any iteration. So like, what if it's a stick figure? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, are we basing it on realism? What do we? What is the actual I think, yeah, I think way it, that we balance it? Henry said something about like how it makes people like feel and like if you're like personally profiting off it, and you. Yeah, there's like sure that use threshold. Yeah, like a use threshold. You said a use threshold. Like if you were, if you draw like a, a weird horny picture of me, um, if it would weird me out or anything. I mean, if you're not telling me about it, I don't know about it. If you're not showing other people about it, keeping yourself, like, right. cool, whatever. That's weird, but I'm not, I'm not as yeah. freaked out by that as like uh, using my face on porn that you're then gonna. Resell but what if, somewhere. what if, I, what if I don't sell it, but I put it out online, like I post it? I would want to give consent before anything like that happens. Right. Yeah, and I think it's okay. Well, I didn't get consent for that one yet, guys. So that's what I was saying. Is that like (laughs) when you use it to make money, and when? Okay, here's I think the easy way to think about it that makes sense to me is like to me. I think there's a few fucked up things about it. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out like because it's gonna be a longer term question with deep fake stuff in general, even outside the porn element, which I think people are really fixated on with this one. Mm -hmm. But just like at what are we basing it on realism? Are we basing it on the acts themselves because then it's like if it's based on realism then there's going to start being laws that say you can't really use it to do anything because it's too realistic right like you can't have like uh barack obama 
so, you know, doing something. To me, it's you know. this, right? And obviously there's always going to be these questions of, like, power and, like, if you do it to the president, is it okay? And the answer is, like, probably always yes. Right, and that's what I'm worried about. I just want to be able to do it to the president. Um, and I think that's generally fine. But what I was going to say is, like, I think at the point where the thing uh, people are, these are not my nudes. Uh, I think at the uh, point where these people are, are uh, I think at the point where people are paying for are paying you not for the labor you've done, but for your ability to like replicate the labor someone else has done. Then it's bad. So if you draw a stick figure of me with like a with like a giant with huge boobs and like a weird dick, and you're like, this mm-hmm. is Lux, right? No one is going to think that's me. And they're going to pay you for having drawn the stick figure, right? But then, but I... whereas, whereas if you make uh, if you make a deep fake of me being like it's me Lux and I love to jack off, no one will think that's fake. First of all, <laughs> and second, <laughs> and second of all, first of all, people will be like, oh, yeah. second of all, what you're leveraging there is my brand of the work I've done to build my brand of being a guy who jacks <laughs> off. He's sure. just like me for real. And so the work you did is but actually like, the labor component of it, but, right? Like you're appropriating the you're expropriating the value from my labor. Um. So it's always based on labor, though. So, like, for instance, it's gonna be luxe answer. But man. like, but like, let's say it's not based on like like labor. You, let's say that you don't have a career of jacking off, but it's just okay, well, it's just something that ups- it's just something that upsets you that feels like it doesn't represent who you are as a person. Like, it's easy to say, oh well, because she's a streamer, it hurts her like financial career. But I'm talking deeper than well, that. I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that like. The reason why the deep fake of Pokimane fucking is profitable, beyond the fact that people like to watch people fuck, is because she's done a bunch of labor to create the identity and brand of Pokimane, mm-hmm. right? But Whereas, outside of the, I'm not even talking so, about profit. So even so, but I'm not. I'm just talking about like I'm not talking about profit. I'm talking about like just labor, right? Like, mm-hmm. like her work energy, her like labor value went into that. Whereas the guy who makes the 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 guy who makes the AI deep fake thing, not not the case, right? Like ninety percent of the work to make the thing is not that guy's work. It's her work. Um, and so there's they're appropriating other people's labor. And what well, let's say true, it's like, not a famous person. I'm just trying to get outside the work level to the deep, like uh, I guess. How, I still, how well, we I still think that like, becomes like a privacy becomes, violation. Right, but when when does it become that? Is the question. Well, I think if you're collecting their images off of the internet, like at the point where you're making something out of images. But like, what if it's like? Consent. What if they just look like an anime person? It's like kind of them, but you can tell it's not really them. It's like uh, uh, we have to get to a point where it's like this is how we define it, right? Yeah, and I, I do... Because even with those AI girls, that tweet that went around where everyone's like, it's so over, you could tell there's things about them that weren't human. Yeah, there were fingers yeah. growing out of their fingers. Yeah, and that was hot as shit. Yeah, um, that's and, why and, I and, thought it was and, over. And, and, and I explained to me so what it was I about. I wanted those all in my mouth. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and I will have them. Uh, <laughs> back to the lab. <laughs> yeah, back, <laughs> now that I have my stick figure drawings. Yeah, and, stick, um, stick figure drawing of lugs, stick it in my big tube. Yeah, a lady with extra fingers. Yeah, I have a giant male tube. Um, so yeah, like for me, like I, you know, I understand the Pokemon situations. I'm trying to just zoom out to like deep fake laws for the future and like how, what will define them. And it, and it's like outside of uh, doing it with a celebrity, like let's just say someone deep fakes someone like at their work and I- puts it out. At what point do we say that isn't actually allowed? I think and it can't be based on like, oh, it hurts her like financial brand or whatever. It's just based on like it 
personally isn't her and it makes her un- like uncomfortable or whatever. I mean, I feel like that just falls yeah. into like slander libel zone, right? Like harassment. I, I think it falls into uh, some like authorship concerns about like we still don't really have a good uh, like legal hold on like people's data profiles online. Mm-hmm. But it falls along those kind of lines for me where it's like you should be like your data is yours. You should be entitled to like have, you know, permissions and authorship over what gets done with it. Yeah. Because like – AI right. porn, there might be a porn star that uses it to, you know, put their image into, like, otherworldly or unreal scenarios, yeah. and, like, they're more culminating, like, an aesthetic style or a fantasy kind of, like, idea uh, that's, like, a hyper-real version of themselves. That's cool. Uh, somebody taking that porn star's face and just slapping it on regular old porn, uh, that's straight up just kind of, you know, it's stilling. And maybe, like, and like you're saying, like, if it's someone at work, I do think that, like, the question sort of becomes, like, the same, like, libel slander question of, like, can you prove harm, right? Like, if, if, you know, we were... If like, so was, I couldn't put something in the, If I put out something in, like, the paper or, like, if I put posters around town that, like, said something that, like, wasn't true, like, Lux doesn't like to jack off, and, like, could you sue me for that? If I could prove that, like, if I, if I could prove, which I can... <laughs> telling people I don't like to jack off would like sort of damage my finances and my access to like my brand and my labor then like yeah right like this was the whole yeah this is like this is like defam- defamation libel law stuff like if you say shit that isn't true and publish that isn't true yeah about people that can provably damage their reputation in a way that has like financial or personal repercussions right then like that's a crime right um as long as you can prove harm and there's like the different UK scenario for, but like in general yeah so yeah. like I think that's sort of the threshold here too right like I think if you making a deepfake of Barack Obama being like, I like to take French fries, put them in my urethra, is mm-hmm. not going to like meaningfully damage Barack Obama. Because people already know that about him. People, a, people already know that about him, and if they don't, they can just look it up and sort of it's out there. Um, or like if in a world where he doesn't do that all the time and talk about it on the news, like if that were a made up thing, like the, it, his ability to be Barack Obama is not influenced by that. Right, like, that's, like, clearly a joke, and if you don't see it as a joke, then, like, it, you know, no one is going, you aren't, disqual- he's not disqualified from post-president uh, late labor union murderer, um, just because, like, he said he puts french fries in his urethra. So, like, I think at that point, that it's, there's not really an effect there, right? But if you were to take, like, Gus, the guy from Comcast, and do that. It's very possible that Gus gets fired. It's very possible that Gus won't get appointments. It's very possible that Gus has all these problems. And so, like, then you have created harm in a provable way. And I think that's sort of going to have to be the threshold. Um, okay. But well, obviously, I'm just, you know, planning for the future. Planning for the future of the show. Yeah, Griffin's figuring out what he can and cannot deepfake me doing. Yep. Twelve fingers in your mouth. Griffin's like, well, one thing I'll make sure is that the look deepfake of Lux always says I love to jack off so that we can keep that intact. My main brand. I just, my one thing is I just wish you had more fingers. So I'm going to get there. I'm working on it. So I take the vestigial tailbone <laughs> and move it to my hand. I don't have a I don't have a thing in front of me, so I don't know how long we've been going for. Uh, I, we've I, got I, we've we've done twenty. Do you some quick math? Yeah, just about okay. nineteen. Oh, okay, cool. So we can talk about something else. Yeah, sure. Um, let's talk about E three for a second. Okay. Um, what's happening? So I just got my tickets. I can't wait to see all my favorite studios. Ready for that Nintendo? I'm, I, uh, I'm gonna meet Miyamoto. I have a I do I do the robot with him. I do have access to a press pass, although I don't think I'm gonna go. Um, and the reason I don't think I'm going to go, aside from it would, no one's going to pay for me to go to LA, I had to just get there, is that uh, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox will not be appearing at E3. 
Yeah, they're going to be at our house. They're going to be at all three. <laughs> cool all, kids. Yeah, all three of them are coming to my place, and we're going to yeah. burn one down and talk about Donkey Kong, baby. Everyone else is going to be at prom. Sorry, Monkey Kong. Everybody's <laughs> uncle who works for Nintendo is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Every, all the cool kids, PC gamers, will be at prom. And then me and Griffin and Henry and executives from Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo will all be doing mushrooms and watching The Princess Bride. Yeah, they're all uncles. Uh, they're all bilingual. Bill, yeah, Ga- Bill Gates is going to be hanging out in that bathrobe from Doom. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good call. Yeah. Do not become reliant on the robe. <laughs> it will desert you. <laughs> it will abandon you. <laughs> it's your lowest moment. But yeah, I, 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 I'm flabbergasted by this. Uh, not, not that I don't understand it, but just like... They came back, they're like, E3's back, and then everyone else was like, nope. Yeah. And is it just because people don't have games? Sorry, my, I think I'm getting allergic to the cat. Oh, are you having an allergy time? Yeah, it's okay. We're going to finish the show. Okay, I also do have, like, Allegra in my bag, if you want one. I think I just, like, rubbed it in my eyes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Griffin's... a Griffin. For, you know, no one can see this episode. We're not streaming or anything. But Griffin is, is squinting a lot and then closing his eyes uh, aggressively. We're on a face swell watch. Um. Yeah. It, uh, it kind of hit me like a train, but yeah. this is great. This is but this is television. This is real. This is real. This is raw. Yeah. So, uh, Griffin's gonna roll the dice <laughs> real quick. Um, what'd you get? Three. Nice. A classic number between one and six. Um. Yeah. So, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about ether about these companies just not showing up? Uh, I'm interested to see what Henry thinks. But my two just quick takes are uh, not enough games, and everyone has their own conference now, which seems to actually benefit them more. Yeah, this seems later than I was expecting, in all honesty, given, you know, ever since Nintendo started doing those directs, this is something that's been in my mind as far as, like, where the industry was going with its presentations. Yeah, it's just, it's weird, though, right? Like, you kind of, like, I think this is just to me, but, like, I always kind of thought of E3 as one of its many functions being, let's show, like, these things all next to each other. Yeah. So that one can make an evaluative comparison across these things. Um, and, like, they're just absolutely, like, fuck this. Like, we're not doing that shit anymore. Like, you can eat my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, when there was, a, there was sort of a, a competitive nature to it, where, like, people were showing it to sort of, like, a Super Bowl to win it. And you wanted to win E3. And you wanted to be sort of seen as, like, you went shoulder to shoulder with all these other trailers, and you were, like, the number one thing. And people, like kind of dreamed of being that um but i think over the years the kind of being the number one game of the year is kind of sewn up like all the other studios know they're not gonna beat the elden ring trailer or whatever so they're like why don't we have a conference that focuses on our games and give them like a little more spotlight yeah the end of like the era of just like the console war which has been on its way out since you know third parties multi-platform stuff is pretty much uh made every console pretty interchangeable aside from like first party nintendo and sony stuff do you yeah people keep i don't know the console war question i i i think people sometimes like I think we inflate how fast technology moves sometimes. Uh, a lot of people don't own 4K TVs right now. People, most people like still play 1080. Uh, a large percentage of people haven't gotten the PS5 yet. Right. Like I'm not sure that everyone's gonna like switch to like some like high-powered gamer TV that's about to come on the market that's like gonna consolidate all that or some sort of like 
they're all gonna buy some sort of cheap computer slash cloud system. It just doesn't seem like that's on the horizon in the next like five to six years. So it seems like we're gonna get a PS6, and it seems like we're probably gonna get a few more iterations of physical consoles. That's just my take. Yeah, I yeah. think we'll still get like slightly different variations on consoles that are all uh, doing approximately the same thing. I yeah. feel we're kind of in a state of that now. Uh, although I do love the PS5. Love the PS5. Can't wait for the PS6. Fucking Rabbi Jack finally got his PS5. Oh, I want to think about it. We gotta have him back uh, on the show. Yeah, we do. We gotta get him on to talk about it. Yeah. He um, immediately went to Florida as soon as he got it, so he nice. hasn't played with it yet. Nice. He, he just bought a house in Florida, and he just put a, a TV in the living room and, he a, got, and, a, and a folding chair. He got the PS5. <laughs> um, oh, games. Literally, I had no idea. He got the PS5 texted me I got a PS5 should I play Elden Ring and I said yes and he said cool I'm going to Florida I'll talk to you when I'm back <laughs> so sort of the uh, sort of the you know Catalonia or whatever that what's the red area in Elden Ring oh Caleb Caleb yeah yeah, yeah exactly well it's Ohio but yeah <laughs> oh I'm sorry yeah, yeah that makes more sense um uh yeah industrial waste but um but yeah I, I think you're totally right that like there's We've got, much like many things in culture, it's gotten, like, very niche in this way, where it's like, you buy your system, and you play your system, and if you're a freak like us, maybe you get a second system, maybe you also have a PC lying around if you're, like, really in it, in it. That's me. But for the majority of folks, you have a system, whether it's a PC, Switch, yeah. Xbox, whatever, and that's just your thing. And so there's no point in watching E3 where they have all these things side by side, because side, that's not your concern. Your concern is, like, what's coming to me, and then you just go to watch, you know, PlayStation, and, PlayStation Direct, and, and most Direct stuff is cross-platform now. Yeah. yeah, so there's less and less need to like, except for the real big, the big, big bangers. Yeah, Sony's even like sending exclusives to PC now. So, but there's, but I think exclusives are back on the horizon. I mean, this year exclusive Final Fantasy, that's gonna be huge for them. I don't know. Uh, what, what did he start talking about with this? E3, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just... Uh, I mean, E3 was always, I guess, kind of a shit show. It was always kind of like terrible long lines. And uh, it was always better to watch from home anyways. I could even think like, you know, before the internet had got post-Gamergate, pre-Gamergate gaming language even, uh, they're being reporting on just like uh, booth babes getting harassed and all kinds of uh, just... Well, right, logistical I mean, nightmare things not my happening. booth babes yeah yeah I mean, I mean obviously like they know. banned booth babes eventually if I remember right yeah a very, eventually like thank you, you there's, uh, woke thank you woke E3 mind virus thank you woke E E E W O K triple E um but like <laughs> welcome to E E E but fucking the yeah it's just woke is impressive um but like it's it's this weird thing where, like, we all do know, like, this is like the thing with Gamergate, right? Is that, like, there are, like, huge issues of ethics in video game journalism. They aren't the issues that Gamergate was about. Right. They're different ones. What, money? Yeah. Just, uh, like, just like you know, uh, if, you, if you're reviewing a game early, it's because a company sent you the game early, which means they probably also sent you a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, and so you basically the whole everyone gets like seven or eight set of tens for like mediocre. Yeah, games. exactly. Like that kind of shit. And then just like you know, there's like biased access reporting, like same as the NFL yeah. and stuff like that. No, no one's as fucking holding truth to power like Nintendo power. Yeah, you know exactly. There's no one out there doing what uh, Return to Magazine. With no one yeah. out there doing uh, what PC gamer we used to do. Open any old magazine and you know just look at the ads. Yeah, yeah. I want to return to the tradition of magazines 
Uh, and it was the best time of the month. We used to have five. We used to have scales that rated games on fives with faces. Yeah, yeah. Or stars, or even in some magazines, swords. Oh yeah, it was great. I I, I miss that. I, mean, I guess I get that every day now on the on the internet. But there was something about waiting, getting the mail, being excited to get the Nintendo Power magazine. Well, we used to get our Wojaks once a month. Yeah. The other the other big thing about it, um, is that like. It used to be, right, that because you get all the ratings in the magazine, you look at a magazine to see the rating of the game you're waiting for, but there'd also be 20 other games in the magazine. Yeah. And so people would get exposed to, like, the existence of other games. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. Oh, and now you don't do that. You, you don't have to do that anymore. You just follow the studios you like and you hear about their games and that's all you give a shit about. You don't get exposed. There's no random, you know. Like, you could be me and, like, be getting Google alerts about every RPG yeah, that comes out and stumble across that bullshit. <laughs> but, like... That's one way of doing it, but that's not the only one. Right. You bringing up the the RPG notifications uh, just reminds me of like the way magazines used to have like, oh, this is what's coming out in Japan that might not make it over here. Check out these weird things. Damn. Uh, which again was also just like a way we end up getting news. something like Kanmar Damachi. Is it Damachi? I thought it was Damasi. Damasi. I think it's Damachi. Or Damashi in, in Japanese? Probably, yeah. Great game. When is that movie coming out? Dude, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. Fucking give it to Terrence Malick. Yeah, should it be like a horror? No, it should no. be like a Terrence Malick mood movie. <laughs> it should just be like... like The whole world's getting wrapped up, like, though. Yeah, sure, but... Okay, so there's two ways to do it. <laughs> we can do this really quick, and we should talk about games. I think I looked at the wrong thing. We actually gone longer than I thought we did. <laughs> That's um, what I thought, too. Uh, so, there's two ways to do it. You could do this sort of Terrence Malick mood movie where it's like you're following this prince and he's just wrapping up the world and he's like thinking about things or just seeing these crazy sights and sort of just like this like tone piece. Sure. Or you could do the Roland Emmerich version where yeah. like you're re- we're like following regular yeah. guys and someone's rolling up the world and we're terrified. Yeah, and you have to kill it. You never see <laughs> <Yeah>, We have <laughs> to kill it with a tank. Yeah, and it's just like the same music is playing though. And like yeah, like a child of buffs like aiming a tank like <laughs> you never see the ball until the end. Yeah. <laughs> you zoom out and it has the whole earth roll yeah, out. We are all the ball. <laughs> sort of a end of Evangelion situation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, God, you, you did it. We lo- congratulations. We love Evangelion on the show, folks. Um, I uh, I read all of Chainsaw Man. Oh really? What do you think? It's incredible. It's so good. Have you, are you up to date? No, but I've read some of it, and I've watched uh, a whole anime. Without, without any spoilers, how much of it have you read? Um, less than the anime. Less than the anime. Oh, yeah. okay. So the anime was so good that I couldn't wait, and I had to see how the story kept going. And it is fucking... It's like... Some of it's like like Berserk level. Very good. That's that's VG. Very, very good. That's funny that you mentioned that because definitely worth checking out. I generally either read the manga or watch the anime of the stuff. Like yeah. Berserk is one of the exceptions. Um and uh Chainsaw Man a little bit, Drifters. Um but lately and this is uh sort of psychotic behavior, um I've read and caught up on Record of Ragnarok because there's something about that dumb ass anime, that profoundly stupid anime. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Okay, Record of Ragnarok. I love it. It's like I'm, it. It's like it was made for me. Um, it's an anime where the premise is every two thousand years the gods all vote to decide if they should destroy humanity, 
And eventually, in modern times, they vote and they're like, we gotta, we gotta do it. It's time to do it, baby. <laughs> and then one of the Valkyries shows up and is like, well, if we're gonna destroy humanity, actually what we have to do is have a Ragnarok. And everyone's like, a Ragnarok, the thing that we all know what it is, a 13 versus 13 tournament, or a best of 13 one-on-one fighting tournament between gods and human legends. God, they should have done that in God of War 2. Their Ragnarok makes no sense. And yeah, and then there is just a, it's a fight anime, it's just, just straight up, it's all tournament arc, baby, it's all there is. And it's just like, human legend versus gods. You get like, Lubu versus Thor. You get Hercules versus Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what a pantheon. You get fucking you get Shiva versus uh uh uh, t- uh Tomo Do you get uh, like versus, Buddha versus Ted Kaczynski? You get uh well spoilers for upcoming episodes of Record of Ragnarok that will appear on Netflix later this year. Okay guys, uh, everyone for Buddha Buddha <laughs> ends up fighting for the humans against a. Uh, Zenoshen, the the seven the seven fortune gods of Chinese lore. Oh wow! Um, so you get that. You get and all, no one expected that. Yeah, no one saw get, that coming. You get in, in an incredible moment. You get uh, Zeus versus human file zero 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 one, aka no Adam from the Bible. No more matchups. But no my po- matchups. point is, it's this totally insane anime. And the thing about it that makes it really great is that it would be so easy to. Google the guys they put in the in the story in the in the story, and be like, "Here's the historical deal. We'll make them like that guy," and they just do not. Like they're just fully like they're making up Hercules lore. They're making up Jack the Ripper lore. That's good. They're making they're Adam Adam has a courtroom drama Gil- flashback. Like Gilgamesh is an American. Yeah, like they're yes. just fully like it. It is the Hercules one is literally like, oh yeah, he was just a cool guy who drank Zeus's blood and got magic powers, and it's like that's not even close and like it's incredible they're just fully winging it and i love it that's great um and so i that's like the only manga where i've like read ahead of the anime like that and drifters okay are like the only ones so i'm just like it's so stupid it's the first season also looks like shit Um, (laughs) the second season looks a lot better um but like i'm just like so in love with this show that is just like this is the story of, of Thor, the Norse god of thunder. What's his deal? One time, he fought a bunch of giants with a hammer covered in blood. <laughs> and it's like, I guess, maybe. Kind of fits. <laughs> well, it sounds like a kind of a perfect show. Yeah, I think it might be perfect. Um, I might. I mean, I'm. Not, I mean, if it's on Shonen Jump, I'll start reading it. Yeah, I mean, we could even uh, after we grab food, we can even th- or we can even order food if we want to. We throw on NFL episodes after this. Hell yeah, I'm television. so hungry. <laughs> yeah, we can either order some or walk over to the the Weeb District around the corner and see what's open. And why, why is it called the Weeb District? It's called the Weeb District because it is an enti- it is an almost entirely Asian owned shopping center uh-huh. that is populated largely by white people in Naruto t shirts. Nice. Damn, I should have brought like mine. A, I have. I brought a Naruto shirt. Fuck. Yeah. There's like a Japanese bookstore. That's where I get Dick Fight Island. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a Japanese manga store over there. There's a conveyor belt sushi. There's Korean barbecue. A lot of good stuff. Um. Damn. Okay. Well, I'm, so exci- we'll, I'm excited about food. We are food players. Do, so do, do we have to do anchor ad, or do we miss that? Uh, I think we kind of missed. It. I'll just put last week's in. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'll put last week's in, which is a terrible idea because last week's is like our most organic transition into and out of the ad read of all time, so it's gonna sound crazy. Um, that's fine though. Let's uh, you know what? Let's wrap this thing up. Let's uh, let's talk about what games we're playing lately. I've been playing one. I know you've been playing one. I'm just, I know Henry. I, Henry stay gaming. Uh, so Henry, you're a guest. Why don't you go first? What have you been playing lately? Um, I've been rerunning through like the Mega Man X games just because I'm oh, kind of like yeah. in a transitory period where I don't know what big game I want to play next. Wow, I love that period. And then you return to tradition. I'm like, do I start 
the Yakuza franchise? Okay, Or yeah. do I play Death Stranding? All, for the first time? Yeah. No, Death Stranding. You Strand. play Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah, you, of all people, play Death Stranding. Yeah. Death Stranding okay. is, like, so... Hold on, hold no, on. That hold on, hold on. No, that on the Griffin side. Griffin, you can't throw the table. <laughs> Henry hold can on. throw the table. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you cannot. Why, why, what do I play first? <laughs> oh, no, the chair. Death Stranding. No, no, because, like, uh, this is this is further because okay. of this. Um, so I've been away from Kojima for a bit. Do I play Death Stranding first or Metal Gear Solid 5 first? Death Stranding. Death Stranding first? Okay. So Metal Gear Solid 5 is cool is cool Kojima shit in the same way that all the other Metal Gears are cool Kojima shit. And then there's like other like, you know, modern wrinkles as he's like, you know, come increasingly to terms of the existence of the internet and shit. But like, Death Stranding is like so distinct from those and on its own shit in such a cool way. And it plays into like so much of the stuff that you like about like weird video games and like philosophical narratives. Yeah. I feel of like, I have a bit of a uh, FOMO over not playing it during, like, the heaviest part of the lockdown. Oh, yeah, that's what I Yeah, played. that's what many of us played it. Yeah, that's, yeah I've heard uh, many a tale from people who experienced it that way. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's definitely uh, a game where you have to kind of, like, believe in yourself for the first, like, 10 to 15 hours. And people are like, wait, there's just no way I can keep going like this for this long. And it's like, you will eventually find new ways to traverse that make it different um but some people don't have the patience to figure it out but if you do have the patience what unfolds is like a bloated masterpiece um something that's really special that will touch you um and will be an unforgettable experience uh yeah incredible game uh death training 2 coming out soon I don't know why. Well, yeah. I am uh, able to take that PS5 remaster and play it instead That'd be cool. of the original PS4 version. I was thinking about revisiting it, yeah, but I revisited uh, Breath of the Wild instead. And uh, yeah, what, a, what an incredible game. Um, I'm like uh, 20 hours in now, and it's such, a, it's such a good replay. And it's giving me really hype for the next, uh, the next chapter coming out in a couple months. That's going to be really good. Um, but the big game that I have been playing is the Dead Space Remaster. How is it? Hell yeah. I think this might be the year of the remaster. Um, we also have Resident Evil 4 remaster coming out in a couple weeks. I'm so curious um, about that one. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. about Dead Space. But, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a game that's like, well, this is like one of the best remasters I've played. They add content. They create... They like smooth out content that like wasn't as good before um basically everything you would want in a remaster it's graphically one of the best games on the ps5 um if you get it on the ps5 you get the dual sense which just totally wraps you into the game and like the way the guns feel and everything um yeah it's just really good but it is expensive it's like a it's 70 dollars Games. It's not just a remake; it's a remaster. Yeah, it's a it's an expensive game, and so like I understand why people might you know not be into that that price point. But goddamn, is it a fucking premium, awesome experience? It's good. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. Is it still scary? Is it still spooky? Even though you kind of like have a sense of it. Um, it was. It's not as scary because I've played through the game already. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it, so, is it able to like summon that tension, or are you kind of like are, well, you, are think, you kind of too aware? Uh, I don't know. I think it's definitely creepy, and the lighting is like great and okay. makes things like uh, spookier. But to me, 
I just with the with the alien kind of stuff, I just kind of get like, ah, get me the fuck out of here, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not as like spooked as like I think some moments in like a Resident Evil game sure. or something like that. For the four, That's just re- me. the four remaster is gonna be such a fascinating thing because like part of I mean, Resident Evil is great. But part of what made it so stand out was that, like, the idea of the cover shooter didn't exist yeah. until then. And so this idea of, like, you're getting chased and you have to duck behind cover and, like, manage all this stuff was so new. And now that's, like, so many games. And so I'm curious how it will play reapproaching its innovations, like, decades after they've been sort of, like, mainstreamed. I'm excited about that because they're taking out QTEs from what I last read. Ooh. And, um... I've been enjoying the remake cycle they've been on with the Resident Evil games. Uh, yeah, the remake of the original is one of like my favorite like horror games of all time. And then 2 was pretty fun. Uh, I don't consider the Resident Evil 3 remake really a remake. It's kind of a different take on the same concept. It's more of like an action game in the vein of Resident Evil 4. Uh, and the action game features of that remake make me feel like 4 is going to be uh, just really good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm really liking Dead Space. I'm only halfway through and I had to fucking come here to this iced out shithole. But you know, I, I flew out to do the podcast in person. That's the main reason you're I, here. There's nothing well, to do with I, I'm, here to do, I'm here to do several podcasts of which this is the largest audience. Yeah, um, and most important and best. And yeah, I don't know. I just, it feels good to be in the same room. And uh, maybe maybe we should just fly out for these from now on. Yeah, we should, we, we should just like, we, what we should do is we should... Pick a plane that leaves from somewhere between DC and Austin. Okay. Both fly there and then the midpoint, and then fly on that plane, which record on the plane ride to like a third location. Wait, so there's how many how many flights? <laughs> there's more more the flights. I think six total if we did my plan as okay. I proposed it. So like somewhere in Tennessee. Yeah, we yeah. Fl- we fly to Knoxville. Yeah. Um. So I, I, so what I've been playing real quick before we oh, wrap yeah. up. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that I've been I've been playing Hi Fi Rush, baby. Oh shit! We should probably then eventually do a full up like yeah. A well, you got you got you got to play it too. But it's yeah, I will play it. It's so fun. Nice. Um, it's got its vibe is like it's from the makers it, of a horror game. Yeah, it's um, it's so. I mean, you can sort of tell that it the people who made it have a good sense of like environmental like vi- like the centrality of vibes and the environment to it. Yeah, there's so many little things that are really funny like. As you're running around, like, little objects in the world move to the beat of the music. So, like, you can always stay on beat, but the world always feels like it's kind of, like, with you in that way. Um, It's, like, it's great because it is a rhythm game, but the rhythm mechanics are, like, not super difficult. And, like, you could, you don't have to be on point rhythm-wise to do things, right? Like, you get bonuses for that, and it makes things easier, and it's kind of integral to, like, more difficult fights. But a lot of stuff you can just sort of be like, and it's fine. Um, and then it looks awesome. The cartoon aesthetic is sick. And it's... The music is great. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I woke up one day and saw a tweet from Chris Person where he was like... Is that really his last name? Uh, I think so, yeah. The time, that, the time that I hung out with him, that is how he introduced himself to me. As Chris Person? Yeah. He said his full name? No, sorry. The person <laughs> who introduced us to each other said his full name. He said, this is Chris Person? Yeah. Mr. Person. And I said, oh, this is Tailboy. Uh, and then he said, this is my friend Lux. And then I said, hi. Um, is, it, is it ML Surfboard? No, it's Tailboy. We switched from ML Surfboard to Tailboy. Nice. We fully transitioned to Tailboy across all platforms. Okay, including good. Including Venmo. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Well, that's, that's huge. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really fucking great. It's really fucking fun. And it has a really fun sense of humor. And this what I was going to say is the, the Chris Person tweet 
was like, this is one of the funnier bits I've seen in a video game in a long time. It's the part where he like gets launched out of the table and like hits the ground and is like, ow, I'm, ow, I'm in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like was a really funny like Looney Tunesy like Tex Avery crash like physical comedy bit. And then shit's all over. And just has a sensibility. And so the whole game is like fun in that particular way. Yeah. Which is like a thing you don't see a lot of video games anymore. A lot of video games are either like twee or very serious. And not a lot of them are like going for like this kind of comedy vibe. Right, and most of them kind of are like uh, Borderlands annoying with it. Um, yeah, I feel Forspoken. like a lot of mm-hmm. people were saying that uh, this is a great way to release games, and I think that that's like not the takeaway here, because like the game was made by like a, like a pretty accomplished director, and was released to Xbox Game Pass to, like, play, like, immediately. There just was, like, a lot of things going for it. It was also, like, right place, right time, because there wasn't a lot out at the time. So I feel like if every game just, like, surprise dropped like this without any advertising or lead-up, like, they would, like, fail. No, because you... Yeah, totally. Because a lot of what the advertising lead-up is is to, like, be like, this is a game you give a shit about to the people who would theoretically buy it. And this game, what it did is it came out, and because its aesthetic is so distinct, and because yeah. it has these jokes and has all the stuff about it that is like dis- right. like different from anything else. When it came out, people were like tweeting like, "What the fuck is this thing that I just found on Xbox Game Pass?" And it was going around. Everyone was like, "It has to be a good game. It has to be a good game. It has to be a, good game. It has to be a game where like not just good, but it has to be a game where like when you see a clip on Twitter, distinctive. Yeah, yeah. you know, you see a clip on Twitter, you, you don't just like scroll past. It has like, to you have... you stop and you're like, "What the fuck is this thing?" It needs mimetic potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It needs to be something people can tweet about and talk about and, and, and get around that way. And I think, like, if you were to take, you know, like, some dumb, like, you know, Path of the Bladed one, Soulsborne. Sure, something that you play. Yeah, something that I would spend $30 yeah. on and then never play, and then play <laughs> twice and then get mad at myself about. And, like, you just, like, surprise drop that. No one but me would get it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there'd be no reason to. Yeah. Um, whereas this has, like, some really meaningful distinctions. Well, yeah. Well, I'm excited to check it out when I finally, you know, get back home. Uh, but yeah, I'll for now, it's just the Switch. Oh, remind me. I want to fucking, I want to see your Steam Deck before I leave. You got it, you got it over there? got to check it out. All right. Um, but yeah, this has been great. Wrap it up. Fun to be back in person. Fun to have our friend Henry on the show. Thank you, Henry. Uh, Thanks for having me. Is there me. anything that you want to plug? Uh, climate change or anything like that? <laughs> and then we have some climate change. No pluggables off the top of my head. Or, uh, Henry sometimes edits wisecrack videos that I direct. Go check those out. Mm-hmm. Um, he kills it. All the Henry ones are are consistently bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so check those out. Uh, check us out here. Chim Room is intermittently back streaming. Sometimes I stream video games, and I'm also working on a, a brand new TV show that's yeah. going to be releasing soon. Stay tuned for Chim Room 2.0. It's uh, phase uh, two is happening. I've only seen uh, production stills, but they're bangers. So oh, you haven't seen you haven't seen the real show at all, huh? No, I've only seen uh, the thing I just said is true. I've only seen production stills. Okay, cool. Um, I'll show you a little bit after. Hell the show. yeah! But we'll uh, we'll talk to you cats later. Thank you so much, and we will see you soon. Peace. Peace. Bye.